comedian and writer Beth Stelling loves her mom, so she decided to start a podcast with her. On We Called Your Mom, Beth and her mom, Diane, call up the mothers of artists and comedians you love and chat them up about their super talented children. You'll hear from the creators of Maria Bamford, Sam Richardson, Jonathan Van Ness, and many more. You can listen to We Called Your Mom exclusively on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com slash mom and use promo code PYHT. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the There's a nice amount of people out here. Yeah. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher. <laughs> I'm not used to going out the door first. Well, I didn't want to do it. I get it. I understand. Sometimes you just want, don't want to do that. You guys, that's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> I made fun of you for wearing black. I said, all black. I said, what's up, Johnny Cash? And then I said, uh, people in cash houses. <laughs> this was embarrassing because I was also wearing all black in this scenario that just happened backstage. <laughs> Wherein I made fun of Rhea for wearing all black. <laughs> you got all black on? You got more black on than I do. Our dog threw all up on down. me in the middle of the night. I'm sorry about that. I'm so tired. Yeah. And I Did he have a raging kegger? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't think it was alcohol-induced. Um, <laughs> he was drinking from the St. Bernard's down the street again. <laughs> Whatever that thing is. That's annoying because it's, really, it's very funny. <laughs> and it's more oh, funny you. if you know the size of our dog and that the little thing on a St. Bernard would be the size of a keg because we have a nine-pound dog. So <laughs> yeah. A lot of it's you exactly people here perfect. laughed and thought that was funny, but Visually. it was annoying. I was actually thought it was even funnier. <laughs> And I had to deal with that. Yeah, you had to deal with it. I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, no. what happened was it was kind of cold, you uh-huh. know, because I don't know if you've noticed that um, we live in a weather now. <laughs> and uh, there's was nothing weird about cold that. in the night. And I f- flipped over and I went like, oh, this part of the bed is, extr- is actually even colder. <laughs> it's so cold, it feels wet. And then I went like... And full of chunks, and then I oh, and then boy. I realized that I was uh, sleeping in my dog's vomit, and that was old dog barf. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not. It's the opening scene of the movie that I'm living right now. You know what I mean? Where, where they're like, uh, you know, and then, um, but you know what I didn't do? What's that? Change the sheets? Sure. <laughs> you just scrape it right off? No, no. I, well, I, what I did was I turned away from on the it. light. I looked, I saw the scene. It was just basically two chunks. Popped those into a napkin that was called a Kleenex, and I threw it in the trash. Then I peed once, and then I watched two episodes of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Sure. Yeah. I went right back to bed. Right, yeah. Okay, well, that sounds about right. That's what Meredith would have done. Yeah, it actually is. (laughs) For sure. 
She has such a like. Congratulations, Ellen Pompeo, for your voice being perfect for that character. I wonder if Shonda Rhimes even knew what was going to happen in the future for that character until <laughs> Ellen came in and auditioned and was like, this is the voice I have. <laughs> Very raspy, like everything's hard. And she's like, oh, terrible things will happen to you. <laughs> All of the things. I love it. I love Ellen Pompeo very much. Sure. Are you listening, Ellen? Are you a fan? <laughs> I know you're close friends with... What's that person's name? She's very famous. Sandra Rome, oh. Juliet says... This is one of her original Juliet songs says. from 10 years ago. It goes like this. Romeo said to me... Taylor Swift. <laughs> that was a ride. That was a wild ride. Anyway, Woo! they're friends. It doesn't matter. What uh, is happening with you? Uh, What's happening with me? Yeah. Uh, I didn't sleep in any barf. Stupid of you. I did um, get a good look at the potbelly pig that I live next door to. Um, I've named her Why'd you get Boris. a good, specifically good look? Well, I think the rain made a lot of the trees fall down with their things and stuff. <laughs> and so now I had a good view of the potbelly pig. They look like they're wearing high heels. <laughs> no. Did you ever this think about that? My- what? You're basing this no, joke not. on my life. Yes. I'm basing this on my what? eyeballs. No. What? Looking at their little legs no. that are like, Rhea. 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 I'm honestly so offended. Let me ask you a question. By how good I am at walking in heels? <laughs> no, let me ask you a question. Jog your memory. Okay? Jog your memory. Yeah. What? Imagine I'm about to say a sentence. It sounds like this. It's like this. Oh, I don't wear heels because it looks like I have pig feet. I've been saying this since I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize I was stepping on your catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) You're a one-woman show. Because I have pig feet. <laughs> I do think that heels look like pig feet. I but mean, you think that pig feet look like heels. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, you know. Yeah. Th- yep. That's why we. Yep. Anyway. Um, yep. <laughs> oh. She's got a little uh, tail and it's not curly. What is it? <laughs> that person just went, oh. <laughs> Oh my! What does it do? It's just—it's long and it goes like this. What? And I watched What's for at a the moment, bottom of it, like a little bit of an Eeyore tail kind that's, of thing. You know, that's what I was asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of an Eeyore situation. Eeyore in heels. Eeyore in heels. What is that that you're doing? <laughs> I was thinking about how a tail would go. Look. <laughs> Oh, it's obscene. <laughs> Why would this be obscene? What's happening here? That's not how I do that. <laughs> you literally know this. Anyway, um. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's not how I do it either. Um, anyway, um, anyway. The pig had a long tail. Um, 
<laughs> I thought that was interesting. One of these? Yeah. One of these. <laughs> and you know me, this is not how I do this. <laughs> anyway, I think she's lonely. And I, I was watching her, and I thought I should just march right over there and say, excuse me, I think your pig is lonely. And then I realized that was the whitest thing I ever thought to say to a neighbor. <laughs> How much do you think this pig weighs? I mean, Guess she's... Guess the pig's I, I would, I, Honestly, I would say... Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, like 100 pounds? Oh, I don't, 75, I don't know. That's such She's, a big difference. I, well, I know, but I can't, I've only looked at her from a click away. It's very, it's not, I'm not up close and personal. But the grunt is very deep. Does she, how broad is her back? I mean, she's longer than that stool. Yeah, no, but, I, wait, what? Longer, she's, if you put the stool on the ground, longer. Well, what I said was how broad is her back? Oh, you mean wide. Well, I don't know, because I haven't really seen her head on. <laughs> Snout first. <laughs> but you're tip broad, right? Do you know what I'm doing now with my hand? I was actually parallel parking the pig. <laughs> I'm not sure why I was doing that. I thought of when... Now, I do you put your arm <laughs> up on the pig when you do it? or <laughs> Either way is acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had dinner at Franklin and Co. somebody before the show, and mm -hmm. um, that's the restaurant next door. Yeah, and, uh, I they weren't eating anything, so I was like, I'll just get some sides, so I don't <laughs> seem like a weird monster. <laughs> so then I just got broccolini potatoes, but I forgot that is it's a huge pile of broccolini. Yeah, so right. then you do look like a. Broccolini monster. monster. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, no, this is not for the table. This is actually what I ordered. <laughs> I ordered a pile of, a large pile of broccolini <laughs> for myself. <laughs> but tell me more about the script. Do I have an IT? No, you don't. That's great. What if you just had an entire broccolini in there? <laughs> Absolutely. Just hanging out, playing Fully. the banjo. The broccolini, not you. You know, I don't care that no one laughed at that. <laughs> it's your prerogative. What'd you, what'd you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Um, well, you had tacos with me. That was one thing. I did have tacos with you. We got some tacos. Yep, right um, before that, I went into the cross the street place to get um, <laughs> yeah, sneaky secret bag of Harry Potter toy. <laughs> Yeah, you got one of those little mystery you bags. You know, you go and you go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it tells you, you know, the chances you have of getting particular toys in that bag. Oh, does it? I just said, oh, give me these bags of Harry Potter toys where there's a secret. And then you had a Harry Potter and you were like, this one's oh my God, it, holding a poo. I thought it was. Here's and I was what like, I, I think that's a frog. Here's what I thought I, here's what, here's what I thought I got. In this, like, it was one of those little, um, it's like a keychain. Well, unless, as you know, since you come every week and follow the show when you're not here, um, mm. I'm mm -hmm. simultaneously watching Grey's Anatomy backwards. 
from season 15 to the beginning and listening to Harry Potter as an audiobook from the beginning to the end. And those two things are really what's occupying a lot of my time and space right now. And I'm hoping that they meet in the middle when Hedwig needs an emergency operation! <laughs> yeah. I remember what I did this weekend. But we can wait. If oh, I just more Harry Potter def- stuff. <laughs> no, I just wanted to tell everybody that this is a real interaction that we had. Yes, it is. Yes. I said to Rhea... I think what I got in this mystery bag is a keychain of Harry Potter holding two pieces of poop. <laughs> and I was like, I, "That's a frog." I think that's a frog. But it was very small. It then did I realized, look like two pieces of poop. Oh, this is this is Neville, and he's holding a toad. But for a very long. <laughs> period of time fucking Harry Potter I did really think um, when, when am I going to get to this part of the book <laughs> Harry Potter and the two turds yeah. where's that part of the ride Voldemort's just like this is disgusting Voldemort's like what the shit <laughs> I just touched my nose with the hand that had been holding mime shit I do think Gross. about that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you gotta keep it. Ugh, the smell. Anyway, um, what did you do this weekend? Um, I opened for this band called Puss in Boots on Saturday. Hell yeah. Um, which was really great because those are two of my favorite things. So. Did you say that? Of course I did. To open it went all the way to the back and all the way to the front. Yep. To open, that's your first to one? open. Yeah, that was my opener. You're like, hey, really? You don't have to do the whole thing. Happy <laughs> to be here opening for the band Puss in Boots. It's perfect because those are my two favorite things. It's the joke I just said. Yeah. But she wanted to hear it. Well, I did. Well, I needed the context the night, of so what did you, you say to... right before, you know? Sure. Didn't that yeah. feel true to somebody else? Here? I said basically the same thing I just said here. The difference being the difference on was, the night was it's really great to, to be, be here. here. That's a totally different Opening zone. For the band, now Puss I'm like, Boots, oh, I get how that's a joke. Tonight I said I opened for this band, Puss in Boots, <laughs> which is great because if you those are my two favorite in. things. <laughs> but it's very different if you give the lead in. Yeah, absolutely. As you know. Economy of words. Puss in Boots. I was trying to make the Don Jr. joke there, but it doesn't... What? Because he thought Saturday Night Live was S and L. <laughs> so I, oh, it would be Puss Night Boots. Like, I opened for the band Puss Night Boots, but that's, it's too deep of a... It doesn't matter. I mean, it's like just dumb. He tweeted something, some dumb shit, and he was like, Why this is... Why are you even... I, I, I don't, I'm trying to get a writing job. I have to read this shit. <laughs> you have to have references. But he said S and L skit. S and L. S and L. Week and update. Did you put that? You're hired! You're hired! You're hired! Um, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. He's a moron. No, no, I know he's... And, like, I, I don't... Like, people are like, you can't... You shouldn't really say that. And I'm like, I know... But, like, he wait, actually what? is Who's a that? moron. Who says you the shouldn't The words say we're that? not supposed to use. Oh. Shouldn't call people stupid. Shouldn't call them dumb. Maybe you shouldn't call them morons. 
But I think he's a terrible person. I don't know person. what the root of moron is or like where it's from or anything. I, mean, I don't know. Is it um, Latin? He's real. <laughs> Foot of a pig. I don't know. I don't have anything else. High heel he wearing He is pig. not. I mean, yeah, sure. But that's, 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 I don't even. What did he, I don't want to know anymore. You know? Sure, yeah. Well, how'd the show go? The show, it went great. I mean, pretty much that joke and then just skyrocketed. Did you just say it again? I just said it for 20 minutes. <laughs> it was the punchline to all my, I would use like my normal setups and then I'd just be like, because I like puss and boots. Did you say I had to use my normal setups? I said I just used my oh. normal setups. Just not, it, to me, it just use my normal setups is what, what I heard. That's what wow. I heard. And I nope. thought to myself, uh-uh. Rio... I know you're stand-up, and that's just not true. No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. Not what I said. Um, <laughs> who is uh, in this band? Nora Jones. And <laughs> a deeper voice than I thought. Yeah. Whoa. But I don't, I don't mean that, that enough. I like just... that dude from that so- <laughs> the song from uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. Nora Jones. That person oh, yeah. didn't sound anything like that. But, but I I'm, wanted to do you it. You were good at that. Thank and you. I understand why that happened. Sometimes you just gotta get there. You're just walking through the world. Does this sound anything like this great impression I can do? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anybody oh, bow, is bow. anybody here? <laughs> <laughs> Hire me! Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I mean it you know. Bow, bow. <laughs> Is that like? Do you feel like that's your like? What do you think is your best? Is that it? Is that like your number I don't know, one? No, I don't really have that many sound? good impression. No, I don't even mean like. I'm not sure that's fully an impression you. But is that like your number I one? Mean, best I, I one? guess I, get, I was doing Nora Jones all the way up until the show. I <laughs> That was my Nora that Jones. Sound? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to do that though. <laughs> it's in between the. That's very good. Where. Thanks. You know, the the other one. Do you have... Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Do you have any? My best sounds? Yeah. Yeah, my best sound is a horse. All right. Let's go. <laughs> they said, let's... They said, do it like that wasn't what was me. Good night. <laughs> my best sound is a horse, and she quit the show. She literally never did it. Hang on. I have a kind of a gross throat. Let us see if I can achieve... Greatness on par with what we've already heard from Rio Butcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Whoa. I knocked myself off. Whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Whoa, Nelly. Um, yeah, those are... Um, and by the way, those things go together. Yeah, they totally do. Did you know, by the way, that when um, farmers were buying their first cars... They would be like test driving them and they would um, try to get the car to stop by going, whoa, and they would run into shit. (laughs) But like for real, because they didn't, uh, why why wouldn't they think that? Okay. Did you say farmers specifically? Yeah, or like people that didn't have. I mean, it's also kind of everybody, right? Well, yeah, also kind of everybody. It's to get in a car and be like, whoa. Yeah. Also, I do like, feel like sometimes cool. I still drive like that. That's true. <laughs> right. I I have the thing where I'm like a short person and I am at the 
age and point in my life where I don't try to pretend that that's not true in the way that I position my seat behind a steering wheel in my car. (laughs) And boy, is it fun watching valets try to not humiliate me. (laughs) And then I like turn my head and they're like, (laughs) like there just used to be a time when I was just like, but now I'm like, Like, I'm in front of the steering wheel. (laughs) I stand and I drive with my feet. (laughs) And I'm out the top. Because I have a turning now. Thank you. That actually is the coolest way to drive I've ever seen. What are these hands doing? Steering wheel. I thought the feet were the steering wheel. What? No, in my mind, here's what's going on. Your feet are steering. You're standing up on the steering wheel. This is the sunroof. This part of your body's just outside the car. So this is kind of like a reverse unicycle kind of a. Are juggling. It's a very uh, Tom Hanks and Big situation. (laughs) Hot in the city. (laughs) What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Pump the brakes on Big? No, no, no. Big is... Actually, Big is really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Have you revisited that at all as an adult? No, no, I haven't. It's tough. Yeah. You back, you go, oh, Uh, oh, no. uh, Oh, Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Bad. Oh, this is terrible for everyone. This is a kid. He's and a then he shrinks child. at the end, and she's like, I still do love you, young man. <laughs> He's like, my suit's too big. And then you, as a viewer, are going, oh, this whole thing has been horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie days. Whoops. It's like when The Time Traveler's Wife was like a really hit book, mm-hmm. and I read it, and I was like, oh, oh, I don't think so. But a lot of people were like, I think so. But then they made it into a movie, and everybody was like, Nope. <laughs> and that movie just went away. It just went away. And now Rachel McAdams does queer stuff. Yeah. Well, that the, the, the gummy tar of that movie can't stick on her because she's, I love her forever. She In the f- notebook. Yeah, because of the notebook. Yeah, of course. Which is one of my favorites. I've never seen it. Wait, what? I well, we have to that. start the show. Okay, well, you know what? You don't even have to see it. I know what happens. <laughs> That's not it. This is it. This is the whole... In conclusion, this is the entirety of the movie The Notebook, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll act it out with this microphone. As This is Rachel McAdams. Yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> it was never for me. It's still not over. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Ryan Thank Gosling. Thank you. Great job. Now, are we ready for a great show? <laughs> oh, this has been very fun. It has been fun. Yeah, a ton of Pigs awesome high heels on the show tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot to do it Mean Miss Piggy. What? <laughs> I'll just save it for later. Wait, you got what? Hi-ya! There we go. <laughs>
You guys, we're going to start our show right now. What do you think about that? Give a warm welcome to your first comic, Kieran Darrell, everybody! Give it up for Cam and Rhea and Ellen Pompeo. Why not? All the people, so fun. Um, I, it reminded me of I uh, worked on Law and Order uh, because I had a job. Um, I did, and uh, an iced tea was there. And perhaps the coolest thing that a human being has ever said to me is on my telephone. I got my telephone, and a friend emailed a party called the Jump Off. I didn't know what the Jump Off was, and I was able to say the coolest phrase of my life, which was, uh, "Hey, Ice, uh, what is the Jump Off?" And he looked at me and he said, the jump off is the hot spot. It's the place to be. Or it's a woman you want to (laughs) fuck. Which I really appreciated, you know. Uh, And and he's a lovely man, but he was like so on brand because I go, oh, that's so great that you're here because if you weren't here, I would have had to look this up on the Urban Dictionary. And then Ice-T goes, fuck the Urban Dictionary. (laughs) I am the motherfucking Urban Dictionary. And I was just like, oh, God, you know? It's like, and I have diction like this, the motherfucking Urban Dictionary, you know? It's like, I was uh, born on the streets. They were tree-lined. The public education was excellent. You know, this is what it is. And I just found that utterly delightful. I was like, imagine if I was that on brand. Like, I'm an Indian person. You can tell by my face, your eyes. You know? And imagine if I was like, fuck the Kama Sutra. I am the motherfucking Kama Sutra. You'd be like, what is she talking about? Fuck the Bhagavad Gita. I am the motherfucking Bhagavad Gita. You'd be like, that was confusing. (laughs) But interesting. What is she talking about? And that's my time. (laughs) And I was like, and scene. Um, Heel, heel, heel. Um, Just to keep it. Consistent. I was born in the UK. Uh, You can't tell by my voice now because I lived here for long enough. I was born in the UK. Uh, I'm really glad I moved because in Britain, I hate that country. Hate that shitty country. Hate them. (laughs) Hate the country. Hate the country. Just categorically hate the country. But the weather in Britain, it like looks like what depression feels like. It's just like gray skies forever. And like, you know that like different forms of weather exist, but like you just don't remember what they are. You're like, oh, when is this going to be over? It's like one thing I love about California is when you feel bad, you know it's you. It's you. It is not the weather. It is not the, it's you and your shitty heart. You understand? That's what I like. My cousins make fun of my American accent, though, because they all have British accents. They still live there. So every time I would go over when I was a kid, they would make fun of this accent because they were jealous that we were better than them. (laughs) And, you know, so I'd be like, oh, yo, uh, uh, can you guys uh, can you guys give me some uh, water? And they'd be like, oh, water, water. Can I have some water? And I was like, I don't talk like that. That's not what an American accent sounds like. Just get scoot over. Scoot over. Scoot 
over and it's like, I've never done mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, or felt like the need to do acid because it's like every time that I heard their impression of an American accent, it just sounded like a melting clock inside of a Dali painting. It was just like, but you know that recently Britain, they left the European Union because they're idiots. And I used it as an opportunity to call up my cousin and I was like, oh, guess who's not a world power anymore? You guys are just going to have to school over. We're not friends anymore. Um... I will use the word bitch. Like, I'll use the word bitch. And my cousin, she has a problem when I use the word bitch. Like, I use it uh, casually, you know, like, among women. This bitch is amazing. This bitch is great. Does anybody else do that here? Okay, great. Thank you for the affirmation, ladies. I appreciate that. And that one guy was like, not me. No. No, 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 no. Not me, too. No, no, no. I'm a very good person. Don't be afraid of me. I will touch you with consent. Um, (laughs) I... I, uh, I, I, um, yeah, I use the word bitch, and I was using it in England with my cousin, and I go, uh, you know, this bitch is amazing. She looks at me and goes, oh, sorry, Karen, uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in the United Kingdom, it's actually quite rude to call a woman a bitch. Is it different in the United States of America? Uh, and then her husband looks at her and he's like, no, 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 no. What Kieran's doing is she's taking the word bitch and she's reappropriating it <laughs> as a woman in the feminine narrative. She's using it much in the way that the rapper will use the N-word in their music. <laughs> and I was like, and then she looks at me, she's like, really? Is that what you're doing, Kieran? Are you taking the word bitch and you're reappropriating it? You're using it in the feminine as a woman and you're taking that language back? Because I have to say that I was reading Bell Hooks when I was at Oxford and I was just absolutely <laughs> blown away by it. And in the middle of her sentence, I was just like, bitch! <laughs> You just need to, like, just less. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you, but, like, less. Like, be yourself less. That's what my mother always told me, you know? It's like, less farting, less burping, less Dutch ovening your one-night stands. Just less. Even if that's your guaranteed orgasm cure, that is not a nice thing to do to another person just do less you know if you are not convinced that Britain if I haven't convinced you that it's the worst place in the world there's one last thing I do want to tell you and it's um, have you guys heard the phrase lie back and think of England Yeah. lie back and think of England this is a real phrase that the British had the British had this phrase lie back and think of England which in the 1800s if you were a woman and you didn't want to marry a man named George you're like mommy I don't want to marry George because his mouth looks like a bunch of broken piano keys you know <laughs> your mother would say to you uh, well don't worry darling all you have to do is you just have to lie back spread your legs and while you're having sex with him think of the British flag And I was like, only the British could take the best activity in the world, which is sex, and turn it into a national obligation. (laughs) 
This is unbelievable. Like one thing, like no matter how shitty America gets, no matter how Trumpified it gets, one thing that you can count on from America is that our pornography and our patriotism will be separate. <laughs> like you are not gonna log on to your favorite website you're, and like hear anything. You might hear like Bonachica, oh wow, but you're not gonna hear like, you know, turn on the website and just, you're a grand old flag, you're a high flying flag. It's like there's no sparklers coming out of nipples or like, you know. Hot dogs on grills, you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't exist, but it's it's fine. I, I might be um I might be a little biased against the country because I did used to date a British guy and um I just I just always felt really colonized. <laughs> like I just never knew if he liked me for me or if it was for the tea and the spices and the trade routes that I brought to the table. Thank you guys so much. The show going with your next comic, one of my favorites. So stoked that he's here. Please give a warm welcome to Ahmed Weinberg, everybody. All right, I'm a little stuffed up. Anyone else? <laughs> Does anyone want me to blow my nose? <laughs> Just into the mic. That'd be a cool podcast. Just comedians blowing their nose into the mic for an hour. Man, this set's bad, huh? <laughs> Damn, this set sucks. This is a bad set. I had an Uber driver named uh, Alien the other day. Has anyone had Alien? That's what it said, and I was so happy because I fuck. My name's Ahmed, so every Uber ride is the worst experience in the world. Because I get in these cars and people see my name and they see my face and they just have to be like, hey, what? Like, what? What's happening? Like, what is this? And I have to be like, oh, I'm Muslim. And, and LA has the wokest Uber drivers, which is fine, but it's really annoying, actually. <laughs> because I have to be like, I'm Muhammad. They're like, are you Muslim? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, actually, uh, that's actually a religion of peace. So... <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but it's not... The media kind of gets it wrong, but it's actually... I'm like, okay, thanks, man. And then, and then they'll be like, and also, you know, I know the truth about 9-11. Also, I'm like, why? Why is woke so close to conspiracy? Like, every time. I think on the left and the right. I think alt-right people are almost conspiracists also. Like, that's what this country needs... You know what we need in order to fucking love each other again is we need to find Bigfoot. <laughs> if we found Bigfoot, the alt-right and the left are just like, hey, let's fucking hang out and celebrate. This is, <laughs> this is what we thought was going to happen. <laughs> Being Muslim's weird. I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's no parking at the mosque. <laughs> there's no infrastructure for Islam in this country. Like... There's tiny parking lots for mosques, and I have to circle a block for 20 minutes. And I'm always like, five more minutes, I'm converting. Like, I can't, I can't. And then you see a church, and there's 500 spaces. Every church, that's why Christianity wins, because there's so much parking. And I get in my head about it. I'm like, well, if there's a spot for me here, there's probably a spot for me up there, you know? That's, 
the way it works, right? Islam to me, Islam is like ways. That's how I think of it. <laughs> yeah. If religions are map apps, Islam is ways. Because uh, people who like ways, they really like it. <laughs> They're obsessed with it. They're like, this is the one app. This is... Muhammad is the messenger of ways. Ways is the only way to get there. My children will use it. And this analogy works too because people are also, people really hate ways. People, people are like, that's a dangerous app. That is, um, I don't want my kid using that. I can't turn left on a 20 lane street. Like that's not, that's not a safe experience. I think Judaism is Google Maps. I don't know why. I just, that makes sense. I don't know. Christianity is definitely just like the maps that comes on your phone. Christianity is that. We're like, can we delete this one at this point? Like, why are you forcing this on us? We don't want it. My grandmother's Jewish, who, uh, she's my favorite person, you know? She thinks I'm handsome, which is... I know she means it, too, because she has, like, full dementia. <laughs> she doesn't know who I am. She's like, you're very handsome. Like, thank you. She's like, who are you? <laughs> I guess she's hitting on me, but it's... It's nice, you know? Old women are the best comedians. They're just so funny. Old women with dementia especially. Like I was, I was hanging out with my grandma last time I was home and uh, on the couch between us there was this little plastic nose and what it is is a pencil sharpener. And you put the pencil in the nostril and it's just a little gag. It's like a little thing that she had. And she was looking at it and then she goes to me, she goes, uh, they should have a vagina pencil sharpener. <laughs> I was like, it's a pretty good joke. It's not bad. And then my grandmother looks at my crotch. And then she looks up at me and she goes, what is the stuff that a penis makes? And I was like, you mean urine, I hope? Urine? I pray to God you mean urine? She's like, no, the, uh, the, the other one. I was like, oh, semen. And she goes, yeah. And then my grandmother <laughs> looks at the nose again. And she goes, it would be too bad if uh, semen came out of your nose. And I was like, what do you mean? Why, was that, why would that be too bad? And she goes, well, if semen came out of your nose, if you had your tongue in a girl's vagina and you sneezed, she would get pregnant. And I'm looking at her, I'm like, I know you don't know who I am. But who is that for? Like, who? All right, that's my time. Thank you so much, guys. Imagine if you could chat with doctors anytime from your phone, get prescribed online, and get birth control delivered 
straight to your door every month with automatic refills. Enter Nurex, the game-changing company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex offers end-to-end care without ever having to leave your home. It means paying for fewer doctor visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and no more forgetting to pick up your refill every month. Plus, if you don't have insurance, it's the most affordable option out there. And if you do have insurance, it could be completely free. Just go to their website or their app to answer a few health questions for their certified doctors. They carry over 50 brands of birth control so you can choose your go-to or their medical team will help find the best option for you. It's all safe and secure and HIPAA compliant. Go to nurx.com slash pyht for a $20 credit and get birth control at your doorstep in less than a week. That's nurx.com slash pyht. Yeah, keep going for a hummet. I just feel really weird because I have actually had that experience. Doesn't matter. I'll tell you later. Interpersonally, each of you. And it was a, it was a while ago. But it did burn. I don't know. Did you ever think that that would like? I'd li- anyway, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> this next comic is a pal of mine from Chicago in town here in LA, just short term. So stoked to have her back in the show. And because they're like a visitor, we can be even louder than usual, you know, to trick them. (laughs) So let's hear it right now. Welcome to the stage, my friend and yours, Sarah Sherman. Give it up. How's it going? Is everyone feeling literally amazing? Do you guys think it's cool that I'm here from Chicago? I always think someone's gonna be like, Chicago, woo! And no one ever is thinks it's cool. Wait, were you like, woo? Give it up, give it up for my only friends in the room. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They're like, Chicago front row, represent. Uh, clearly, I uh, packed high, so... Um, <laughs> like I am here to sell gateway computers so (laughs) ultimately a lot of you are laughing at that a little too hard (laughs) um yeah awesome I don't know what to wear I thought it was gonna be hot like I was like truly yeah you guys are like no you brought the bad weather with you bye you guys love when I talk about weather in a state I don't live in I was like fully prepared to just like leave the house every day just with a band-aid over my clit, just like, woo! <laughs> but apparently you guys wear jackets. <laughs> I live in Chicago now, but I'm originally a Jew from New York. Do we have any? <laughs> but first of all, not a lot, I don't know if you guys saw, I said Jew, 
Someone just burst out laughing. <laughs> yeah, we know. Honey, honey we know. Uh, the splash zone can smell it. Um, I actually don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> actually, what I'm doing up here, full, this is a call for help, clearly. Yeah, no, this mental breakdown. Are you kidding me? Seriously, if someone doesn't call an ambulance by the end of this set, you're not an ally. Seriously. <laughs> No, me, what I'm doing up here is ultimately really interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, what I'm doing is interesting. You know, I'm just, oh, God, me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm subverting norms uh, left and right. <laughs> I'm absolutely uh, just unpacking a lot. Uh, and I'm problematizing. And, no, yeah, what I'm doing... No, it's interesting. Ultimately, yeah, and... Um, yeah, no, I'm queering the narrative of comedy uh, by not being funny and just being scary. So <laughs> if you're not laughing at these jokes, you hate women. So sort of... <laughs> Where was I? Jew. Jew, 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 Jew. Okay. Jew, Jew, Jew. Susie, stop laughing. <laughs> oh, I like that. Just a comedian being like, Susie, stop. What the hell? Are you serious? What the hell? Come on, Al, seriously, stop. <laughs> seriously, what the hell? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm having fun at the end of the day. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a Jew from Long Island. I just love it. Yeah, so, oh yeah. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> My entire Jew family in New York is so mad that I live in the Midwest, clearly live in the Midwest. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck you doing in the middle of the country? Come on, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? What is this, a fucking phase? Clearly I'm going through a phase. What is this, <laughs> what is this a phase? Come on, what are you doing? You gotta move back to fucking New York. You don't fucking talk about? Man, it's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's fucking New York. Come on, you kidding me with this stuff? It's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's fucking New York. Come on, you know what I'm talking about? It's fucking Chicago over here. You know what I'm fucking talking about? It's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's fucking New York. Come on, it's New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's New York. Oh, come on. You know what I'm talking about? It's fucking New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, it's New York. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. Spoken to you, you don't talk about. Come on, you don't talk about. Spoken to you, you don't talk about. Come on, see you, you don't talk about. New York, best pizza, <laughs> best bagels, <laughs> best water, <laughs> best public transportation system, <laughs> best garbage, <laughs> best rats. Best little tiny cockroaches running around. Best big cockroaches running around. Best unequal distribution of wealth. Best seat of all the world's financial evil. Best general sense of crippling alienation. Best trust fund kids posturing as artists and ruining predominantly black neighborhoods with artisan kombucha shop. Best people with zero personality supplanting this shitty personality with a co-opted regional identity by saying things like, uh, come on, it's New York. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, cool. Everyone's clapping. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Cool. No, me doing that here? Brave. <laughs> Ultimately, really brave. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I quit. Um, just kidding. No, seriously. Again, psycho. <laughs> but if you're not laughing at this, you actually do hate Jews. So, so <laughs> I think I've missed New York a lot, so I've just, like, supplanted my New York experience by just, like, fully binge-watching The Sopranos. Anyone else just watch The Sopranos for six months because they're mentally ill? <laughs> and you guys watch Sopranos? Yeah. I, I literally, I'm like, do you guys heard of prestige television in LA? <laughs> do you guys know about this stuff? It's crazy. <laughs> you guys see this stuff? I mean, my God, I'm in movie magic. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I think I met, you know, everyone in The Sopranos sounds like, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> And my family just sounds like, come on, what's the dog, what's the dog, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, 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 just, I mean, Tony Soprano. <laughs> you can't even, this guy, you see this guy? <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Tony? We do, come on, he's, that's, a, that's, that's what we call a humana, humana, humana. <laughs> that guy's a bazunga. <laughs> that man's a polywana cracker, you kidding me? <laughs> Truly, every night I've just been re-watching the pilot of The Sopranos, just like jackhammering my clit into a pink paste, bagging it up, freezing it, sending it to McDonald's to make chicken nuggets. <laughs> baby ducks oh yeah baby duck. yeah you know what I'm talking about those baby ducks I take my boiling hot laptop put it on my lap let it melt my labia into just like a hot pink bowl of hot pink marinara sauce and then I just stir <laughs> and then when I come I'm like Google <laughs> I think I want to fuck Tony Soprano because he just looks like sounds like acts like exactly like my dad so um <laughs> you don't want to fuck your dads what are you virgins grow up oh my god please seriously thank you guys so much i've been sarah queer people we just have so much overlap in our material you know <laughs> it's like we're all just the same <laughs> I do want to give a shout out for somebody coming to LA to shit on New York because that <laughs> I fucking mwah, I love it because <laughs> I you know partially run this show and so many people from New York just come to LA and they're like Bleh! what is this a fake city yeah <laughs> we know that's why we're here Also, just like, I was in Minnesota recently, and I got there, and I was prepared for it to be fucking cold, because I knew it was going to be, and then I got there, and I don't live there, so my body was like, where are you? And I was going, <laughs> and this guy goes, cold enough for you? What, are you cold? Yes! It is objectively cold outside, sir! In jean shorts! <laughs> God damn it, I hate when people say that. Anyway, uh, y'all want to keep the show rolling? Great. Just wanted to do it again. Uh, we got two comics left on the show. You excited about that? What a great show it's been so far. Guess what? It's going to keep getting better with Kyle 
Did you hear that podcasts are the new TV? That's what we say at Earwolf anyway. And we've got a new podcast you should check out. Voyage to the Stars is like a sci-fi sitcom for your ears. They started with a great script and handed it to a bunch of funny people from TV shows like The Good Place and let them improvise. Starring Felicia Day from everything like Mystery Science Theater, Supernatural, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Colton Dunn from Superstore and Key and Peele. Janet Varney from The Legend of Korra and a ton of comedy podcasts. Steve Berg from The Good Place. Here's the gist. A crew of misfits boards an alien spaceship and winds up on the wrong side of the universe. Each episode, they try to get back home. It's funny stuff. Check it out. Look up Voyage to the Stars in your podcast app and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Yeah, keep it going for Kyle! Man, Sarah was so good. Kyle was so good. I feel so, um, I feel like so excited about those comics, you know, and like so almost like a mentory way, you know, and I'm just like, oh man, no, like seriously, I'm just like, like I'm so excited for the next generation and how strong they both are, like such strong um, voices. And I also like want you to know that like in the future, um, you can graduate from like animal print to just fully printed animals. And that's <laughs> kind of a headliner thing. You know, it's like kind of a headliner level thing. You know, I play theaters, you know what I'm saying? There's this moment over the weekend I was simultaneously putting away my dishes, doing laundry, eight other things, and organizing everything in my house. And the last thing that I did after doing this, I do, I, um, if I'm doing one task, I then see every task and I do them simultaneously. And the last thing that happened in this moment, like after a, an utter fury, was just I came to and I was putting uh, the book How to Relax <laughs> onto my shelf. And that was just nice. I just wanted to tell you about that. <laughs> like, well, put that away. <laughs> I have this neighbor. He's my downstairs neighbor. He's... Um, helping me grow and be a better person because he is a young and loud musician. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I have like a real problem with um, sound. Uh, like I'm, I, uh, here's an example. One time uh, I was going to sleep uh, my younger sister was in the, the bed with me. We were vacationing together in London. And I said, um, just out of curiosity, is there an open can of sparkling water in this bedroom? Because <laughs> I literally cannot sleep. <laughs> with those bubbles bursting. And that's a real story from my life. And I got up and I moved it out of the room. And I shut the door. And I put it in the kitchen, which was two rooms away. <laughs> I'm a little, uh, I'm kind of a control freak and I have, and I'm, and I'm super, I have very bad vision and I think it gave me 
maybe it gave me good hearing or a bad personality. <laughs> I don't know which it is. But my, my nemesis is loud and distant bass. Oh, loud and distant bass. How I have hunted you. You're down the street and somebody, somebody has parked down the street and across the way and they, and they have turned and their music and they're, and they're out there for one hour. And I will find that time to, as a perfect moment to go walk my dog extremely close to their car. So I'm trying to grow as a person. I'm working a lot on uh, compassion, relaxation. I have the book. De-escalating my my need for control, giving over, my need for control. My neighbor is the worst person to live below me because he, um, it's not just that he plays loud bass, it's that he plays loud bass and is learning. <laughs> so it's repetitive and um and the same notes. But he's so nice. He's actually like genuinely so nice and like warm and like unselfconsciously warm. Like I um I said like ah come up like for a for like a you know a hang or whatever. Like we'll get to know each other after you moved in and he um came up in a in a kimono, <laughs> which wouldn't have always been fine with me, but he was like, "Look, like there's this time between when I get out of the shower and like when I put my clothes on, where I just wear a kimono and like that's this moment in my night." And I, <laughs> was so impressed with like his like yes okay great thank you. He's so nice. I'm working on communicating with people about how I actually feel. It's very hard. A lot of times, I don't want to tell you how I feel. I would like to know how you feel. And then do everything that will make you happy. (laughs) Maybe occasionally I'll tell you how I feel, but it will be only in full 60-minute chunks, and I will charge you for it. so that I know you really want to hear. It's not a burden if you have made it an evening and you're on a date. So, my friend, that is my neighbor, on Saturday, he said, do we want to hang out and have a beer? I got this text message. I did not want to do that. Not him. It's not him. I was tired. I had like a really, really long week. And I was like, this is my Saturday to do all the things in my house at once. Thus making the entire thing longer. Less efficient. And more stressful. It took me... This is my first thought. Okay. I take my boots off. Can you hear my feet? When I walk and know I'm upstairs? Possibly. Well, I suppose I will remain on the couch. 
My second thought was, well, I could wait five hours then go, I didn't even see this! <laughs> My third thought was, move. <laughs> tonight, move tonight. Which sucks, I've just organized everything and put it away. And I'll get it back out. And I'll put it in boxes and I'll move away. Or I'll leave without my stuff. <laughs> Who needs stuff? Um, it took me 1.5 hours. This is a text I wrote. I can't. <laughs> this is what he said. Cool beans. I'm like, this is a perfect relationship. I was so proud of myself. I literally like told friends about it on Sunday. Last night, a person asked me to do something. I didn't want to do it. I said, get ready for this. I can't. <laughs> I was so proud of this. I actually like, I like am rarely using social media anymore. I like made an exception. I installed Twitter onto my phone so that I could tweet like, I told a man I can't. And it was, it's amazing. And I would like, just, if you like, mwah. Like sometimes you're just like, you're like, what would be fun? And what's very fun is that all of the comments from people that like appear to be women or non-binary folks are like, congratulations. I know how hard this is. And I'm really proud of you as a stranger. And then there's like eight men that are like, what? <laughs> I literally, I like, I was like, oh, this is your life. Okay, anyway. Um, but neither social obligation nor threat of danger dissuaded me from spending that evening watching, you guessed it, season three of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Episodes 3.3, 3.5, through 3.2. <laughs> Who cares? Um, thank you for letting me talk to you about my life. Would you like to see more stand-up comedy? Well, great news, because that's what we've got. More stand-up comedy. In fact, this final performer on the night, he just had a Comedy Central special. It's called Giggle Fit that I happened to know was like the biggest rated special in a very long time. Very proud of him. A friend of mine that I think really deserves that. Very, very funny comic. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Ron Funches. Give it up for Ron. <laughs> It is our show, Cameron. Let's hear it for everybody you saw tonight. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Nurex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex means fewer doctor visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and automatic refills you don't even have to think about. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance and could be free with insurance. Go to nurx.com slash pyht for a $20 credit. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.